0: Welcome to the Perfect Gentleman Podcast. My name is Zach Faulkner-Barfield and alongside me is the charming, the romantic, the handsome Mr. James Marwood. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Zach. How are you? I'm good, sir. I'm very good. Yeah. Recovered from my little sugeon of cold all ready to rumble for the podcast. today. I'm looking forward to
1: it. And how have you been, sir? You've been good? I have. I've had a relatively quiet time. I'm in discussion with various companies about new pieces of work, but nothing yet. So I've been spending a lot of important time at home, chilling out, doing jobs, generally enjoying myself. It's been lovely.
0: How very lovely. Well, I'm prepping for various different Perfect Gentleman stuff, which we'll talk about. And of course, The Suited Chef has started on the 1st of Feb. So we're back on every Thursday. Yes, that. indeed. That's going well. So, uh, you know, back on to cooking like a lunatic every
1: Thursday. Excellent. Well, actually, I'm, I'm cooking... This evening, I've somewhat rashly made a promise to do various Chinese style dishes. Ah, Once once we finish here, I'll be going to start prepping that. Yes, because Chinese is mostly all prep. Yeah, seafood noodles and rice and beef and chicken. I'm hungry already.
0: (laughs) So today is our romantic gentleman sort of theme for today's podcast. It's almost Valentine's Day. We hope you gentlemen have at least, those who are in relationships, have done something. Anything is better than nothing. At the very, very least, purchase a card. I I don't know about you, but um, every lady that I've been with over Valentine's Day, you know, they will say, I don't want anything, I don't want anything, but then they get very, very upset if you don't do anything.
1: Yes. It's interesting for me. This is something I think I mentioned ages and ages ago when I did the very first interview I did for The Perfect Gentleman with Nick. Yes. You know, I've done, for the Duchess, various things over the years from stupidly overblown really romantic things to little things. And the thing that she always remembers and talks about is there was a time she was doing some work at a market and it was freezing cold. I was working in London at the time and I nipped out my lunch break and got her a hat and some gloves and a scarf, just cheap ones from Boots or some way. Now, I don't think I paid more than 15, 20 pounds for them and took some to her at the market and was quickly sort of dashed in. There you go. Love you. Kiss on the cheek. And then... Pfft, dashed off again. And that's what stuck in her mind more than anything else.
0: Sometimes it's just the little things.
1: It is. It's the thought. Absolutely. So uh, um, what have you found on the interweb? I saw a really interesting article about Pamela Anderson, of all people. It's not quite romance as such. It's where she's talking about women should do more to protect themselves against sexual predators. So responding to the Hollywood harassment, horrible things. Yes. There's a fine line to walk you because it's one of the conversations you have sometimes teaching and working and doing stuff with self-defense, as I do, you know, the only people who are to blame for sexual harassment, attacks, things like that, are the people who carry them out. You know, there's no debate on that topic. It's down to the people carrying out the attacks, carrying out the harassment, they're the ones to blame. That said there are things you can do to make yourself less likely to be a victim of those bad people. And I think that's what Pamela Anderson's talking about. And it's really interesting. You know, she talks about things that she'd learned as a younger lady, her mum had taught her, and because she was in Playboy, had this idea that guys would have this idea about her as being more promiscuous, less reserved. It's interesting. I mean, she talks about the perpetrator all the being the one at, at fault. But she talks about needing to be careful what you wish for. She believes in romantic love and she believes in chivalry. I and mean, she was talking about her book she's written, Lust for Love. It's interesting that she talks about the same sort of rules that you would think of if you were on a night out, you know, being careful about getting into cars with strangers or being alone with a stranger, putting yourself in a position where you can be victimised. She's talking about that in a professional context and a romantic context.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She's a very sensible lady in that respect. I mean, it is common sense. And I agree with you about the person at fault is the perpetrator, not the victim. But as you've said previously on the podcast before, and when we talked about self-defense before, is stupid things, stupid people, stupid places. Don't get into cars, go alone somewhere. Don't accept a drink from a stranger that you haven't seen poured. Yes.
1: And that applies to men as well as women. There's an awful lot made about the idea of false accusations and things like that and men being put at risk. My personal opinion, and I don't really have any data to back it up, is that that's probably a a very, very small, vanishingly small number of instances, probably far more it is people being genuinely bad and then being caught for it. That said, if that is something you're concerned about, and it's, it's sensible to be, those same principles apply if you're the person at risk of being accused of something. If you're putting yourself in a position where someone could accuse you of taking advantage of them and you haven't protected yourself by getting to know the person. I did some work in schools quite a long time ago and always advised never to be alone with a student. And if you were, you had the door open. So there there could be no suggestion of impropriety. Even though there wouldn't be, it was just removing that risk. Yeah, It's seatbelt type stuff. It's sort of basic precautions. You know, it, it can be a bit of a minefield.
0: When this whole thing came out. The end of last year, I did take a long, hard look at my previous life. I was going back thinking, did I ever do anything that could possibly be misconstrued as harassment? I was thinking actually a story about a female friend of mine came into my hotel room at one point. She was drunk and I, I actually put her back in her hotel
1: room. A similar thing a couple of years ago where a junior colleague at a work do, a young lady, was very drunk to the point of sort of falling down. And I was asked to take her home. And I'm not taking her home alone. I need someone to come with me. You know, one of the the girls she works with. If I hadn't done that, it could easily have been misconstrued or something could have happened. The girl in question was perfectly decent. I had no doubt that she would have been, you know, she wouldn't have made up something that had happened, but somebody else might have done or, or there, there could have been some situation like that. So I was still able to help her. I was just able to do it in a way that kept me safer and made sure she was okay.
0: If you adhere to our core gentleman with principles of respect, self-respect for the others, respect for the world at large, then generally you should be okay. As you say, don't put yourself in the situation where you possibly could be. We were talking about, before we went on, there was the recent thing in London a few days ago, which in the newspapers about the President's Club. Mm, yes. This gentleman and, uh, and lots of ladies in
1: figure-hugging dresses, I think. Really. We saw the one of the photos of it and you know, what the situation was. And I... I must admit, when I did security, I'd seen events a little bit like this, where attractive young women would be paid, not very much, to put on a figure hugging dress and be a a hostess, which basically means be pretty and get drunk around rich, powerful men in the assumption that if they take a liking to you and you want to do something with them, that would be fine. It's really <laughs> shady. It's really sketchy. There was an article you linked to, Zach, about the a gentleman's guide to sexual misconduct. But one of the points, the author there, uh, you know, people are saying that it was always like this or that it changed and it wasn't always like this. That's not true. I remember a record industry event for a big band that was sounded just like that President's Club event that was exactly like that. Just that sketch, and that was in 96, and we've had all these stories from going back to sort of the golden age of Hollywood of sexual harassment, abuse and assault, and consent not being taken seriously. What's changed is that people are getting called on it, and they're having to answer for it. If you look at the Hollywood stars who were gentlemen, this never happened to them. You don't see anybody talking about Keanu Reeves being a sexual predator in his youth. I think it was The Onion did an article about several women have come forward to say Keanu Reeves took them on perfectly pleasant evenings out and was very nice. <laughs> Nothing's changed with this. You still have to be a gentleman. There's just more at stake if you're not. People shouldn't be allowed to get away with this sort of nonsense. You know, The sort of sketchy, shady goings-on of rich men and girls in their early 20s being plied with glasses and glasses of tequila in the hope that they'll sleep with some rich man. That's really sketchy. If you're rich and powerful and probably married, you shouldn't be in that sort of situation. Even if you are you know you shouldn't need a hostess evening to meet people to, to have romantic engagements with i remember reading that president's thing and just thinking back to that event that i was at in 96 and how outraged i was at the time then and how my skin crawled
0: it's just horrible if it was me in the situation of the president's club i would have left yeah we should have to find the gentleman's article the name from the article he says you have to get enthusiastic consent yes given lusty heartily enthusiastic consent
1: i like that i found that chap's name it's it's a fantastic name zaron burnett the third oh
0: very good i like
1: it that's fantastic he talks about this quote she didn't give her her consent but she didn't exactly say no what he calls the cosby defense that was his legal strategy so he admitted that he invited a young lady to his house drugged her knocked her out and then abused her unconscious body. I said, well, she didn't say no. She was unconscious. you filthy man. You know, enthusiastic consent is obvious when it's happening. Like Zarin says in this article, getting that, that enthusiastic consent is really yeah, sexy. Absolutely. You know, if you are going for a first date on Valentine's Day, being a gentleman about consent, about respect is going to do so much better than trying to play games around trying to trick people.
0: As I always say and repeat endlessly, as Jimmy the Saint says, never kiss on the first date.
1: If I think back to some of my best first dates, the first date I had with the Duchess, and it was just drinks and dinner. And then I gave her a lift home. And as she was leaving the car, she kissed me. And I was completely stunned. And I sort of sat in the car and stood in silence for a minute or two afterwards because I wasn't expecting it. So much better than dates I've had that have been far more physical from the off.
0: So any plans for Valentine's Day
1: for you? Not long after that, the Duchess is going away to Brazil for a while. So I'm going to try and do something special. I think I'm going to cook one of her favourites, probably roast lamb. What I'll probably aim to do, because she's been working really hard, is just give her a nice, relaxing, chilled out day We'll probably go for a walk on the beach, something like that, if she's in the mood for it. Dinner, a movie, a nice, relaxing, chilled out time alone with no pressure for her. That's the plan. Sounds perfect. Five, six years ago, I probably would have wanted to do some big, romantic, huge gesture. And they're fun. But because we've been together so long, I know what it is she really needs. And at the moment, what she really needs is a relax.
0: And that's what's romantic. What your partner really needs is the the true romance of life. Yes. So, James, I have a confession. Oh dear. Though I said I wasn't going to do it, I was persuaded... Uh, by a couple of friends of mine to do it and dip my toe back into the dating scene. Oh, fantastic. I uh, Thank you very much. And I have succumbed to the world of online dating. How are you finding it? Interesting. Probably the <laughs> it's probably the, 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 inter- the, the easiest way to say it. I'm using an app called Bumble, which is interesting because it's the lady has to initiate the conversation. Okay. Changes the dynamics somewhat. But it's a, just a bit strange it is the modern world. I get that. So, you know, one has to work in the modern world. And also because I'm very busy and have lots of things to do, I tend not to go out and socialize in places where, you know, I'd meet lots of different people. And it's one of those things where I thought it would be a good idea to try. But so I think what we'll probably do is a if you don't mind, James, has have my little adventures in uh, dating land. No,
1: I would love to hear these.
0: I will never, of course, name names because that would be very ungentlemanly, but it is very interesting. So, so far, my report for you and our lovely listeners is going to be very funny because I was just thinking I should really tell people that I'm going to talk about them on the podcast really before i go but but i haven't yet but i'm not going to name names anyway so i've been on for uh two weeks i think it is this app the interesting things i have noticed are it seems to be in the description height is very important yes um i didn't realize this (laughs) going forward but you have to put your height in your description because it seems to be a lot of the ladies require your height information which i think is quite amusing what i find very amusing is what is commonly referred to as ghosting you start a conversation nothing then it drops you know you kind of want someone just to say i don't want to speak to you anymore and that's fine i don't mind that but just absolutely nothing is a bit weird
1: it's funny you should say that that did happen to a friend of mine up here in newcastle recently he had two dates with a girl i think they went out for coffee and then out for dinner and seemed to be all very happy and excitedly yes well i'll see you again very soon call me i'll call you and then she just disappeared no responses to calls, can't find her on Facebook. She's presumably blocked him and he doesn't know what he's done. It's a bit mean, actually, because he really liked her. He's chosen to believe that she's actually a secret MI6 agent and has been required to go off and save the world somewhere.
0: I like this thought plan. Yeah, I like
1: It's probably a bit nicer than the truth, which is that she's just a bit rude and socially inept.
0: It's very transactional, which is a bit strange because you're swiping, which I didn't understand. So you're, well, as we always know, you judge people on their first impression and their look. But it's amazing how many people don't put bios in.
1: Just a photo? Uh,
0: mostly photos. And, and people do put bios, but not everyone. They'll put like five or six photos and then nothing in their biography. How strange. Yeah, it is strange. I believe I was reading someone on the internet, not about this site particularly, but saying that there's a lot of ghost profiles on dating
1: apps. Well, that was one of the things when the big hack at what was it called the Have an Affair website Uh, Ashley Madison when all the accounts were done from that and the number of ladies on there compared to the number of guys was minute
0: yes which is a bit weird because I also don't see gentlemen's profiles but reading from the profiles from the ladies what seems to be the thing is that a lot of men seem to have either topless torso shots they seem to have shots with either tigers or wild animals. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, Subtle, yes. <laughs> and or children that are not their own. They're their nieces, nephews, whatever else it is. Which I think is quite amusing. I think this is probably the online version of the game.
1: If all you're relying on is a couple of pictures to get that first impression across, or you know, half a dozen pictures, and you want to think what it is that really sums up who I'd like to think I am tigers and other people's children that wouldn't be my first choice i have to say no
0: it's not mine either it's not mine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'm trying to find a photo of me that's not in a suit right yeah i found one we shall see what happens i've met one young lady off the site, and i'm um, due to meet another one
1: we'll see what happens fingers crossed and at least you can be um you can be sure that if, if it does go disastrously wrong and it's all quite comedy that your personal loss is the listener's gain
0: your personal ones, and also good fodder for the stand-up comedy routine later in the year.
1: Yes. I hope it does go well for you, Zach. It's a slightly quite scary thing to be doing.
0: It's just very interesting as a sort of a psychological test of experiment, you know, in your head, you kind of look at it and go, you think about it that way and also because of what I do and who who I am and sometimes I just go, really, are men
1: that bad. Do you know the website Imger? IMG, photo share website. It's got a, a little community on it. That's quite fun. Where all the memes and gifs come from? That's the one. Yes, I was helping the Duchess look for dress patterns and we followed some links and ended up there. And there's a, a young lady who is a real thing for 50s style dresses and posts photos of herself in these beautiful dresses. Absolutely lovely. She's got a real style to her. And it's just the way that some of the guys react to that. And they're probably, you know, the archetypical 14 year old boy in, the, in their bedroom. But I suspect rather a lot aren't. And her sort of saying, please just stop messaging me about this stuff because it's, icky
0: yeah it's like the requisite people sending you uh genital shots
1: yes not, not use the colloquial term
0: for them but yeah General, I, I i actually just don't logically get that no my gentleman head i never do it but my even just my if i even switch to bloke mode i
1: just go why don't understand the logic of that hello
0: how are you here's my genitals
1: <laughs> yes um i did read something on that it was an article in psychology today about why why they do it because First of all, the vast majority of women don't want to see those pics. They mate, if you have a relationship and you're having some online saucy time, fine. But it's basically flashing. You're in the supermarket, you see a pretty girl. Whoop! that's what I'm carrying. You'd quite rightly probably get arrested and probably get slapped. You would deserve it. The way this article talks about it is that it's an aspect of men's misperception of women's sexual interest in the way women work in that and i'm far from expert in in this but you know the people at psychology today probably know a lot more about it than i do you've heard of the dunning-kruger effect yes so that is that people who are unskilled tend to drastically overestimate their skill in something so it was named after dunning-kruger two psychologists who in, in a case where some guys thought that they would be able to magically stop themselves being seen by security cameras by coloring their faces in with black permanent marker and we're amazed that this hadn't worked. And I think that for a lot of guys, it's also projecting your desire for how the world should work onto how it actually does and replacing how the world actually works with how you think it should work. And I think in this case, men are, at least in part, thinking that, you know, I would really like it if some random lady sent me a picture of her pink bits. And so, of course, she would like it if I sent it to her. There's the fact that it's it's anonymous or relatively anonymous. You're not actually in front of someone, and there is, and this is something that I thing about stop clocks being right twice a day. It's something that I think the sort of the the game pickup artist type guys get. Sometimes boldness is important in romance, and this is kind of that taken far too far. Yes, and then there's the just the general flasher thing of it's thrilling to shock and disgust someone especially if your mindset is that she'd probably reject you anyway. So it's a way of kind of preempting that rejection by forcing it to happen, keeping and taking control.
0: It would be interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, the the jails would be full very quickly if that was treated as flashing. To be honest, I would have
1: no problem with that. Personally, I would have no problem
0: with it either. But the jails would be remarkably full very quickly, I
1: spent quite a while trying to work out and trying to understand why it is a guy would do that, because... As a strategy, I can't imagine that it has at all the success rate of, you know, even if you're doing that, again, that pickup artist thing of just playing the numbers and just trying, 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 trying. You know, there are different strategies that will have different approaches. If you aren't mature enough to treat someone as a human being and actually have a conversation with them, and there must be other strategies you can try. Like here's me in a picture with a picture of me with a tiger. That would probably work better than a flashing shot. Yes. I still don't have a satisfactory answer as to why it happened.
0: Actually. No, we don't. But anyway, as you're all gentlemen, you're never going to do that anyway. Our, our female listeners, we apologise for any gentlemen that have done it to you. Please date a gentleman. They won't. <laughs> that's, that's the simple answer for that.
1: And please, if someone does send you a picture like that, ignore it don't give them a rise out of it because nine times out of ten that's what they want just block them and move on yes exactly
0: I know some friends of mine have done some very amusing things in return of, of those pictures none of which can I can talk about on the podcast
1: I have read things about people who've contacted their mums it,
0: yes there's that kind of stuff as well which I think is highly amusing too it's just wrong, it's just wrong. Yes. <laughs> well, well on that happy easy. note
1: <laughs> we shall see, have more of my adventures uh, next month I hope it goes well for you Zach even if nothing comes up I hope you have some fun evenings out I look forward there's to it <laughs> to spend your time
0: thank you all our listeners um we're good to be back i am zach Barfield. alongside me is the lovely james marwood if you need to get hold of us you can find us on social media we're on instagram twitter facebook all of those under the perfect gentleman if you want to get hold of us directly on instagram i'm at zach twitter i'm under zach Underscore B, and I think James is
1: on Twitter. I'm at Marwood Chap and Instagram at Marwood and james.marwood on Facebook. Fabulous! There we go. Or you could drop us an
0: email at enquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv. We do respond. We look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you, James, for a lovely podcast, sir.
1: And you, my friend. Take care.
0: This podcast is brought to you by The Perfect Gentleman Group Limited, and was edited by Andy nickel at the Pistachio Palace.